Hello. This is the house on Valencia Street. I'll be your host. I use explicit language. Topics of conversation will be the paranormal, ghosts, psychic ability, femicide, domestic violence, foster care, emancipation, recovery, uh, 12-step therapy, um, rape. Uh, I am indicating to you that this is an intense podcast and you have choices. You can consent or you can move on. You got all kinds of options. Both of us do, right? Well, everybody out there and me. I guess the <clears throat> everybody out there. So, all right, let's get kicking up. What is it? Mm. Today's 12th of April, 2021. It's the afternoon. Oh, I have a warmth, a warmth in my heart, and I got a candle lit and lit. And one of the things I like to do here is I have a fireplace, but um, I don't want to have to maintain all the firewood and all the <laughs> cleaning up and also killing trees. You know, when I'm going to eat something or consume something, I think about why I'm doing it. You know, I had about six years studying with uh, two teachers, um, native teachers. Um, my first teacher was Algonquin, and my second teacher was Cheyenne. Um, and they helped give name to my pet parrot that I had about 20 years. I learned a lot about Native American tribe and tradition in indigenous ways, chop wood, carry water. I, had to, I learned a lot about my racism, uh, studying for years with people who had dark skin. And uh, I have empathy for what they walk through. I also have empathy for what sex and rape ST, you know, the, the extreme, <sighs> all of it. Okay, I'm, I'm paused. I'm, <laughs> I'm blanking. I'm blanking because I said the phrases out loud. This is what a PTS brain does. And everybody tells you, shut the hell up. They don't want to hear about it. It grosses them out. Nobody wants to hear about a kid getting diddled. Nobody does. <laughs> Why am I anonymous? You heard this topic content. Who, who wants to talk about this shit out loud? Nobody wants to hear about it, but I do. You know why? I think that's why God's driving this. Uh, PTSD, rape survivors, everybody's telling us how to talk about it. Oh, you're too fucked up. Oh, that's too traumatic. Oh, that's boundary cross. You know what? Yeah, consent's important. And that's one thing about BDSM. Um, depending on how it's applied, because BDSM can attract fringe dwellers and can attract people that are predatory or victims. You know, there's um, BDSM community uh, will accept a lot of um, misfits, right? And a lot of freaks, a lot of people that aren't um, stereotypically attractive, maybe, or don't have uh, the context or the skill set communication wise to negotiate relationships. Uh, emotional relationships. So it's a complex context too, uh, the BDSM community and why you get there. I haven't been engaged in that community for years now, but it's a big part of who I am in some ways. Um, because 90% of the time I may be vanilla and I may like my thing, but I, I need a little spice now and again. Right, let's get dressed up. You want to be Wonder Woman tonight and I'll be Superman. I'll go back in that invisible plane and uh, you know, I'll take you in the back because I got something to show you. Yeah. Mm, okay. <laughs> It's all kinds of ways to be played, playful and creative. Also, when you got a sexuality that's been stomped on, ripped open, used and discarded and thrown in the goddamn trash, then they say, shut the fuck up, don't talk about it. And if you do, you're a fucking pariah. Well, you know what? How do you have sexuality? How do you have sexuality that's been all fucked up? And there's all these trap doors. You got to figure out how to script it, right? BDSM and role play. Um, 
um, furries. There's all kinds of people into alternative ways of sexuality and play. Um, there's even, you know, gender, age play. Some people get real nervous about age play. I did too. What's age play if you're in the BDSM community? Age play is when people uh, like to be littles. They like to say that they have a daddy or that they are, um, uh, I, like I'm trying to think of the phrases. This is not my... This is not my thing. So, but I'm just acknowledging it and it gets to exist. Uh, some people like to be very young with a mature or nurturing parental figure and act things out because it's soothing to them, you know, that may or may not be sexual. That's another thing. Kink and, and BDSM and role play, it's not always sexual. People have a hard time understanding that, but it's going to offer you a language to accept the parts that you are, to possibly thrive and acknowledge the parts that you are, and to be appreciated for your damage um, or to be acknowledged. You know, it may or may not be healthy. I've had my many years of trying to figure out what that is to me. Uh, you know, and you know, and to be isolated—that's first symptom of PTSD is uh, you uh, avoid. <laughs> Baby, I got some gold stars in that. <laughs> Not from work of intimacy, but uh, you can understand by someone who's lived through what I'm describing and what I walk through, uh, it's going to be twitchy. And the thing is, we get judged. We get judged all the fucking time by people that don't want to hear about factual acknowledgments of things that have occurred. You know, there's a part of my bones and my my blood and my heart that screams for justice. Okay, for for Glenda and Tony. You know, how could we let this sit? How can we sit next to this and not talk about it? How can we blame the victims like acknowledge what happened? How can we keep castigating them? <laughs> not here. Not this fucking house. <laughs> we talk about what happened here. You come in the door, you know what you're getting. But you're also going to get a lot of good yum stuff that comes through the healing. But it's so pervasive that we can't talk about it the way we want to talk about it. Because everybody says you're too fucking, dis you know, too disturbing. To, to, you know, you, you know, I don't want to, you know, maybe I do boundaries differently. Maybe I got to fucking cut stuff off sometimes. I'm a little bit jocular and kind of, you know, I'm like, okay, you going to fuck with me? Because I had to be. That's how you get predators not to get you. <laughs> One thing about being a little kid when you got a 150 IQ and you're smarter than your fucking abuser, you can watch them. And if you're good at chess club, now this isn't for everybody, but I exploited the skills I had to survive. And there's a lot of dead women that didn't make it. Now, the thing is, it isn't their problem. It's because everybody's going to be just fine with them. Everybody's going to be just fine with them getting beat, harmed, raped, and then they don't want to hear about it. You tell me how you're going to get through that, huh? You you tell me. Okay, I'm telling you one way. And I'm getting into some, uh, okay, I'm angry. I'm angry. Okay, let's get to touch in. Uh, I'm, I'm defending a boundary. I'm defending a boundary. I feel fearful. I feel fearful. Okay. <laughs> And that's okay, because that happens sometimes. And I, I appreciate you, kid. And it's okay to feel that. And I think I want to focus on something else now. So let's go ahead and do that. Okay. What's today's episode? I got two things I want to... <laughs> I channel this when I'm talking to you. Maybe that's abundantly clear. But um, I'm shown things while I talk to you. And I'm shown message. Uh, you don't have to believe me. But they're showing me things of like, this is the tool share this. This is the tool. Share this. And um, I don't want to be in a superior position. I'm equal. I want to be humble. Yet uh, there's useful information here. Okay. So what's next? Okay. First thing I want to start off with is let's talk a bit about head injury. Okay. <clears throat> in my perception, as I have researched decades after the abuse and harm 
I'm coming to learn that I believe that we do not understand the pervasion of head injuries and physio physiological and physical systemic roots to a lot of this shit. Um, um, so I'm going to share that Howard, who worked at the post office as a supervisor under the postmaster in Walla Walla, Washington, at the Walla Walla post office. Um, he worked at the post office many years, and it, I only found out about the last 10, 20 years, he had a major brain injury. He had a major prefrontal cortex brain injury while he was working. Okay, Now, let's think about those post office boxes they got out there. I think there's been a recent news article about a redesign that was uh, discussed by uh, James. Uh, well, a lot of the late night hosts talk about that because, you know, they have their cycle where you'll see the same three or four topics and they'll make jokes about it because that's on the AP list of topics or whatever. Uh, Associated Press is what AP stands for. So, um, but I, I think that, um, so that mailbox, uh, the, the mail, the mail truck that goes around, delivers all the mail. Um, they did studies and there were a lot of shootings and killings from postal workers. I don't know if you remember that 10, 20 years ago. And as a person who has multiple people from my family who has worked at the post office, that was concerning to me. Although having lived through it, you know, you're talking to someone, I'm describing the structure and the power context of this particular city. And they were just fine with it. I'm giving you a reflection of why that pervaded, right? Why, why that was systemically. Now, I, don't, I can't go to the context of that structure. Although we got a recent head of that post office system that I think is coming head to head with Biden. And uh, <laughs> when I see that guy talk, <laughs> I recognize what that thing is. I recognize that, man. It's very strange. Well, you live with predators and uh, you see people that have consistent characteristics or you read energy and you go, oh yeah, I know what you are. It's a uh, you know, how can you tell someone I am judging you based on intuitive knowledge and I am superior? That may not be an accurate statement. You have to be very careful when you have intuition and psychic ability because you can <laughs> you can do bad things with it. And that's how those old dark, I talked about those old mafia energies and stuff like that. The ones going to give you what you want, but they're going to take something bigger in between. And then you're going to be a little terrorized. You got to run away or you got to calm down and claim your space again which the house on Valencia streets where I'm claiming some space. Let me tell you, um, like I said, rape victims are told how to talk about the rape and we're told we're too disturbing. So I can't say my father gave my sister gonorrhea when she was nine. And I can't say he also threw my half brother against the wall and broke his arm. You know, that kid got schizophrenia. Okay. I think there's a connection. Now there was a genetic predisposition because his particular mother had that as well. However, don't tell me that kid's responsible for that. When that man's doing that, nobody and everybody's just fine with it. Everybody's just fine with it. <laughs> I'm not. And I'm talking about it here at the house. Okay. <clears throat> I'm expressing some feelings. Okay. Um, Howard, let's get back to the head injury on him. One of my biggest goals as a religious or a spiritual person is I, I want to forgive. And uh, in 12 step, they have concepts about praying for the will to forgive and that forgiving someone's going to release uh, an anchor or an albatross around your neck, right? Uh, an albatross is a reference to an old literature. Uh, what's the fucking story? That's a poem, isn't it? <laughs> but I'm imagining. Okay. Anyway, so that that's what that reference is. Okay. So, um, but you're told, to, I want to forgive. I want to forgive. You know, part of the way I created a clearing to create this podcast 
I spent about um, a full night um, trying to heal a wound. Uh, I got a 20, 25-year friend of mine. Last three or four years, we were real close. She's going through a divorce. She owns a shop. And we were 12 steppers. And uh, huh, her fucking brother. <sighs> Talking about her tits at work. They always have to push the boundaries. They always have to... And there goes my fucking phone again. <laughs> Man, I gotta time this better. Okay. Alright, um... The pervasion of allowing men to predate it wherever they want uh, pisses me off. And, um, there's a lot of enablers that are just fine with him talk about her tits at work and me saying, I don't want to hear it. And then when you say you don't want to hear it, they're going to shun you. They're going to blame you. They're going to kick you out. Okay. Cause they need to enable that person who's making the money to do whatever they want. And if they view women as objects and they view women as let's go to the Philippines and get us a worker wife and we'll start this business. And she's a good worker wife, you know, although he don't respect women and he don't listen to women as equals and he uses them. And so then you start going, I don't want to hear about her tits at work. And then you get, you get kicked because you had a boundary. But you know what, girls, boys, anybody out there, <clears throat> let me say this to you. If you got a friend that's telling you you got to tolerate sexual harassment to be their friend, they ain't a friend. They're something else. Okay? And if you say, no, I don't want that, and they don't sit down and have a conversation with you, they don't say, I'm sorry, I want to make amends. They don't listen to you and make it right and adapt. They're showing you exactly what they are. And they're showing you that if they're going to cast you out as a pariah because you acknowledge he's a sexual harassing Pit. I don't want to. I don't want to disparage pigs. <laughs> An awful person that exploits the structural gender issues to get what they want and exploit women because, again, they can't write their own material. <laughs> they ain't got their own talent. They ain't as intelligent as you. They ain't as hardworking as you. So they're gonna stomp on you. And sometimes that's what men in uh, these structures will do. Uh, they'll, because they're threatened by you because you're more talented than they are because you got a higher, you know, closure rate, whatever. They got to hit you, you know, and I'm going to quote another author. I can't remember the original author on this, but we love to see a beautiful woman torn down, quote. I mean, we like to look at women and, you know, and anytime they're going to talk, this is what happens. You talk about a rape, you talk about sexual harassment, you go to the vice president of a particular large hardware corporation, you say, why am I getting paid $10 less an hour than that guy when I got a degree and I got an internship with that software company up north. Can you tell me? Because he ain't, he got an associate and he, he was an ROTC with his fucking team leader. But I'm producing two, three times the output and I'm fixing two, three times and I'm getting 40% less. And then they'll, this is what they do. Oh, here's another trick that the corporations and the, the universities like to do when you acknowledge problems, kids. Let's say a real prominent football star out of a particular Washington university sexually harasses you and they circle you and they do all kinds of stuff. And then you report it right to the conduct board or what have you of your university. Okay. You get harassed. You get harmed on a university campus. Now it's real tricky going to the cops. It's real tricky going to the university, but understand that university wants to shut you up. Yeah. Okay. That university wants you to squall you. They want to silence you as quick as they can. That, okay. Whatever they are, the entity that is established to create revenue that's going to be there to be the conduct board, listen to you, poor, poor, pitiful me. You're going to go to the, you know, HR. You're going to go to this. Oh, you think they're there? You're going to be your friends? They ain't. Oh, no. Because let's see, was it Nietzsche? Uh, Nietzsche? Uh, corporations or what does he said? Uh, capitalism? Is that it? Uh, I'm paraphrasing. Uh, they only want profit and growth. 
profit and growth. Nothing else matters. Okay. So uh, you go to them, they're going to be all nice and touchy feely, and they're going to give you some credits to go do volunteer service work. You know, you, you know, you, instead of doing work hours, you get a couple hours a month to go down to, you know, Center Against Rape and Domestic Violence or the Child Advocacy for the foster kids. You know, you want to, they'll, they'll pay you for that, right? But the thing is, if there's people saying, I don't want to talk about her tits at work, and they say, yeah, you're going to listen to it, and if you don't, you're out. You ain't the problem. That's wrong. And you got to find a place where you don't got to listen to a creepy brother talk about his sister tits while they're paying you minimum wage. And by the way, I was at that shop because I loved her and I was my, she's my friend. There's a lot of businesses that like to build their businesses on poor women. Okay. Poor women. Guess what? You got options. You get educated. You can build your own fuck. There's so many ways to build business on site on, on the internet. If you get educated, it's hard kids. But, um, uh, I got some faith in you, okay? All right, I'm wandering all over the round, but I get to do that at the house, and if you're showing the fuck up, I guess you got some responsibility in your consent, don't you? Okay, but let's get back to that head injury thing. I want to talk about that. A big part of my religious or my spiritual work is to have empathy for the people that harm me so I can stop jangling and remember the nightmares. And here's another symptom of PTSD. Here's a, here's a, <laughs> uh, okay. Woke up the other day. I was cuddled up in a fetal position. Okay. I don't remember what I was dreaming about. <laughs> go to the bathroom, you know, go into the restroom. And then I, I feel something crunchy on my chin. And I don't understand why I got crunch. What is that on my chin? Turn on the light. I have about three crescent sized cuts in my chin where my fingernails were. Cause I was remembering what he did to me. <laughs> I'm in the early fifties. Don't remember what that man did to me. Okay. I don't remember the dream. I just know that I had three crescent sized cuts with blood crunching up on my chin. Okay. That happened about two months ago. Okay. Now, one thing I'm grateful about is when you're a PTSD survivor or you're a rape survivor, I spent a lot of time educating myself. I spent a lot of time in rooms listening to people, you know? So by the time I got to my early fifties where I didn't have the resources financially to get to a therapist, I recognized the symptoms because I'd educated myself about them. Okay. Now you need a therapist and you see one on the outside to give you a check perception wise or a couple close friends. Don't rely on one. Okay. You get three or four perspectives. That's my perception on things. Um, just like my spiritual intuition, my perception is I get, pre, pre, I get, pre, I get knowledge sometimes on people. An example of that. Okay. A friend of mine, I think I mentioned her, Lucy. Uh, she was kind to me recently. And since I don't have money, I got spirit though. And I got some abilities. So I, I said, well, and I used to, like I said, I've been exploited for it. So I'm, I'm selective. Right? I do it with love. It goes with my heart. So I said, hey, I want to offer you a reading. I want to do a tarot reading for you. Or I'm offering you a, a simple yes, no, three card spread. Now, depending on your intuitive ability and depending on your connection to that person, Simple yes, no can give you a qualify, yes, qualify, no, but they show you images. And if you're an intuitive psychic person, you can, it's like you're crying. Okay. I'll try to explain what I'm doing when I read for her. Okay. So friend of mine, I've known her 25, 30 years. I'm going to do a tarot card reading for her. I do the tarot card reading. She asked about a particular student. She's having some communication issues with this student. They're displaying some symptoms. Okay. And uh, she wants to know how that's going. Right. So, so I do the reading. Three card spread, uh, major arcana. Major arcana tend to be strong forces. Uh, court cards tend to be people. So uh, tarot cards are the, the origin of our modern day playing cards. 
they have four suits. So for example, mm, uh, tarot cards, uh, and they're not for everybody. It's a, it's a tool of divination, like a, a water witch. A lot of times as a psychic, you have to go to a place in between physical reality to get information, right? So you'll use a tool. Um, sometimes uh, I'll just touch something. I have to touch something and uh, I'll have to touch something that was theirs because I can feel their energy. Back to that electricity thing. I'm this is what it feels like when I'm connecting to her. You got a tree. And I think uh, David Attenborough had a series recently on the secret life of trees. Was he the commentator on that? Uh, no, I think that was a female commentator. Yeah. Um, okay, I can't remember. Anyway, um, but they talk about how you see the tree on top of the surface, you walking around, but the majority of that body of that tree is underground. Sometimes spiritually, I think it's like that too. We see our bodies, but we got so much energy and things that's, that's going through that, my perception. There's a lot of layers, you know. So um, what it feels like when I'm connecting up to my buddy, sometimes I read better for people. I don't know, because that way, when they show me these specific images, there's no way I could know them, right? You know, it's like, how did you know? But the thing is, as a psychic, people don't trust you. Because like, how could you fucking know? And you must have been a game. You got to be lying. Quote, all psychics are fake. Quote, there's people making podcasts, making money off of attacking people they don't talk to. <laughs> if you're going to make money off of people you ain't talking to, evaluate your motivation and talk to a therapist about your feelings about women and women's intuition, because it kind of sounds like your stuff is up and it's real fucking obvious and kicking around women. I mean, come on, that's common, honey. Calling by example. I mean, you want to fucking put your boot on the neck of a woman or a, say, you know, male privilege doesn't exist. Change my mind. And I just see a little tiny itty bitty boy whose mama didn't hug him when he was baby. Obviously <laughs> you going to harm women. Ugh, I've got some thoughts on that. <clears throat> and you know what? You might not perceive it as harm, but sexism and assumptions and things like that, it's a death of a thousand cuts, right? You got to be careful. But let's get back to that head injury thing. My perception is that spiritually, I want to forgive Howard and I'm not there yet. I'm angry. I'm real angry because I'm angry at him, but I'm angry at all those four cops and I'm angry at that postmaster and I'm angry at my neighbors that were just fine. They're just fine with it. Okay. And it wasn't our fault. And you got culpability. Everybody sat by. Every, all, every, every cop turned his back and walked away. I'm talking to you. I remember you. And I'm praying that God gives you what you gave me. And that's the thing. I'm not going to harm you. But I'm going to imagine and remember what was done to me. And then I'm going to send it back like an like a orb around you. I'll just send the energy back to you. And it's like, you will be surrounded by what you did to me. You will be surrounded by what you did to me. And then um, that way, it's not me. It's their spiritual karma coming back. And I'm not harming them. I'm using their deeds to harm themselves. And again, that may not make much sense to you. but uh, So let's get back to the reading with my friend. So when I'm reading for her, uh, it feels like I'm connecting under the ground like a root. Okay. And I'm connecting to her root. Now the concept, and I bring up the tree again, because organic, they are alive. These things around us are alive. They just communicate differently in my perception, plants, all that. So... In a dense forest, when a large tree uh, has saplings and small trees under it that cannot get to the canopy to get sunlight, well, they will wind their roots around the roots of these small, little, innocent, naive, little building trees so that they can share nutrients. And these larger trees will share nutrients with these small, little saplings. That way, the tree gets stronger and can get up to the canopy. Now, I don't quite know. I mean, sure, physiologically, they can probably measure all the electrolytes that are communicated between the two or whatever. But... There's something else going on there, right? So that's what it feels like when I connect up to my friend. 
she describes the name of the, the, the student and then she describes some of the issues that are going on and she wants to be a good teacher to this person but she can't quite reach him right so it's what happens i get this reading i see okay her i see her partner and then um i see the energy of what the problem is okay three cards spread it was qualified yes but i see her and her partner and they're very strong personalities and so what they'll do is they'll scry they'll give you something and go these are the topics and then it's like i'm jumping in Okay, so then it's like I'm jumping in and I'm walking in. It's like looking at a television. And then it seems like you're crawling into the television. And suddenly you're in the world you're watching on the screen. That's what it feels like. And it feels like I am a little orb or spirit. And I, my eyeballs are circling the room. And I'm observing. I'm observing. So, I, okay, now keep in mind, she didn't tell me the parents. She didn't tell me what this kid looks like. She didn't tell me anything about this this home. So I'm sitting there and I'm going, okay, let's take a look inside. And so I'm like going, okay, entity, entity, there is an animal, there is an animal, it is a large dog, it is a large dog, brown, brown, brown. Okay, so then I'm going through and I could see it. Okay, I could see the dog. I could see that he's a two-tone dog. And then I could see that his uh, fur is a poodle. It's like a, it's not a straight flat, it's a curly a little bit. It's not long, but it's a little bit curly. They're lapidoodle. They had a, I can't remember what breed it is. But so then I'm seeing that, then I'm seeing the man. I'm seeing the man. The man is a tall, slender man. He has an olive-shaped head. He has an olive-shaped head. Okay, okay. He is curving over. He is curving over. He's going over his shoulder. He's going over his shoulder. This is a person who is a parent. This is a person who is a parent. So that's what it's like when I'm reading. Okay. Because uh, I'm being conveyed information. And sometimes I don't know what I'm saying. It's just coming out of me. Sometimes it's a conscious thought. I used to channel uh, spirits. And I, what I do now is I'm better at my boundaries. I don't let anybody in. They could be on the outside on the doorstep and I will communicate what they're saying. In the old days, because I cracked open before I got therapy and started doing my spirit work, uh, I had issues with a little bit of possession because I, I didn't know what it was. But you know, there's all kinds of dark forces. Well, I'll take you for a like, joyride. Let me tell you what. <laughs> These days, it's like I'm observing. I've... I've uh, build my skills so I can observe, right? And be uh, detached because you have to protect your energy because there's all kinds of things going to get to you. Now, again, I may have perception issues. Perhaps this is delusion. Perhaps this is hallucination. But I mentioned over four specific things about that contact that there was no fucking way I could have known. Okay. And if I can predict things and I can give you detailed specific information, like there's a dog's bigger than that, that kid. And I didn't know about it. There was, and there's a brown dog. It was a brown dog. And guess what? That dog has been there every time they've been doing their sessions and it's been a distraction. Okay. Sometimes psychologically, uh, people, especially if they're autistic or Asperger's kids, and a lot of times highly intelligent kids are going to display these because <laughs> they're so cerebral, they can't think about <laughs> feeding themselves. Uh, you know, an example of that. Well, no, I won't offer that one, but so <sighs> I, I think um, rounding out, but that was just an example of what happens when I read. And so I have to be very careful who I'm around because I may not be there. <laughs> I may be in this other location. That means I'm very vulnerable. My physical body is vulnerable, right? So the conclusion of that, that reading I did with my friend was I gave her some information she didn't know. Um, Spirit told me that the animal was distracting his work. Spirit told me that the couple that is the, the, this, uh, the, couple that is the parent of this child has um, problems communicating anger. And that this child is communicating anger from the there's passive aggressive or um fr uh, fractured or striated energy they're showing me the energy so uh this child is communicating a conflict or an avoidance in the couple that's what i mean shown spiritually energetically and that this child is having a hard time establishing space so they're doing like those little fidget spinners and scissors and the kid was playing with knives and scissors while trying to get this teaching done so uh that's 
anger. Someone's and it's and that sums up. Someone's trying to communicate something. Maybe it's just a little kid fucking around, but maybe there's something else. So I was able to give my friend all this information. And she's talked to me since and gone, that really helped. And I noticed that. And, you know, so it's helped inform her process to educate this child. Right. Now, nobody's going to validate what I just said. There's nobody who's going to say, you're a valid psychic and I'm going to pay you for your time. And your time is valuable and you have a particular skill. And as long as we contextually evaluate psychic ability and psychic information with reality, with a therapist, with a support group, with someone else, you know, that can be useful information right? um, to base all assumptions on one, one psychic information. I don't think that's quite valid. So I'm going to go ahead and round out here. But I think I wanted to get to, I would like to explore more about head injury and empathy because prefrontal cortex uh, injuries like Howard had, they're going to impact how you do anger and your rage and uh, anger management issues. And that's going to impact how you process your rage and anger, right? If everybody's fine with you beating people in the hospital, why not kick that dog or me as the case may be in the past? So, and I'm talking about it because this is going to be a safe space for me to talk about my rape as I like. This is going to be a safe space to talk about the ghosts and the intuitive power I got. And also there's a bunch of people out there that's hurting that nobody's listening to. Educate yourself for the oncoming wars, motherfucker. Look, tell you what. <laughs> your big fat brain and your observation of things and knowing what your stats are and your context is can give you clues to survive. And I want to help you do that if I can. So, because you're never alone here. You're never alone at the house on Valencia Street. <laughs> Whether you like it or not. <laughs> How grateful am I that you are listening and my heart, my heart honors you. And I thank you. I thank you for your time and let's grow together. Let's do some stuff. Let's get some women, some voices and listen to them. Don't shrink away. Be present. We're here. We're here. <laughs> Take care, kids. <laughs>